0: Hi, my name is Anja Karvovska and I'm the host of this amazing podcast, Get Unstuck With Your English. If you are a neurodivergent person, struggling with learning the language, tend to procrastinate too much, or maybe you have so many goals you get lost right out of the bed, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you have come to the right place, my friend. I'll teach you how to apply cognitive science and evidence-based methods to your learning. I will walk you through the learning plateau. If you're scared to talk, the vocabulary evaporates your mind, have been studying for ages following shiny objects binge watching netflix hoping that the knowledge will cross your head for osmosis if so i'm here to help you i'll show you how to study and tackle the language and most importantly how to make it stick i'm inviting you on the journey with me let's add a science sprinkle to your learning good morning everyone it's me Anya karbowska i'm broadcasting my message from canadian american border i hope you all are having a marvelous day or evening wherever you are so today we'll talk about black and white thinking i know this episode was forthcoming and i think it is very crucial that we address it this episode will be shorter than the previous one but to the point why black and white thinking right someone might ask so there is that issue that i have noticed when talking to my students and i think mostly females but this is like the niche that i'm working with and very often my students say um i'll start speaking once um yeah i will pitch that presentation when or yes i will take that ielts exam but first i have to do and this is a sign of black and white thinking. So it's like the dichotomy, all or nothing approach. So students very often compare themselves to other people whom they who they find very successful. Sorry, not them. So for example, the student A and he or she looks up to the student B. The student B is more outspoken. They know more vocabulary, etc., etc. And they think, okay, I suck because they're so good. And this is not true. It's like fixating on, or that person is so far ahead and I'm not. But you do not know the person's story. You don't know how, how long they have studied. You don't know whether they are maybe more talented. That's okay. But you can do it too. So chances are that once you're thinking about yourself in categories of good and bad, flop success, that, that means that you are a perfectionist so um what does it mean perfectionists often avoid productive skills and favor receptive ones we've all been that hands up who once at least didn't try to avoid speaking to someone writing an email um leaving a memo or maybe just um taking part in the conversation right so perfectionists avoid productive skills mostly because they have accumulated lots of passive knowledge So um, I think it's the product of how the languages are taught at schools. We tend to over-focus on grammar, right, but we forget about fluency. So we value accuracy, but we don't value fluency and when fluency comes, then you can self-monitor yourself and that's when the, the accuracy kicks in. So what can be done about it? So first of all, we have to realize that polarized thinking because black and white white thinking is also known as polarized thinking it can keep us from learning and i know it sounds like a cliche but listen to me first of all you know i have been talking about mindset a lot the growth mindset and the fixed mindset so that's the core of the problem once you change your mindset then the success will come why because you will hold yourself accountable for your actions because you start setting little habits, little steps that will take you to that bigger goal. But I know it's easier said than done. I can say, oh, change your mindset, um, start setting goals, but it's only me talking. And it's you who need to take action. So instead of being that polarized thinker, I can't do this, or uh, I would not be able to, let's say, speak fluently or talk to my boss on Zoom, what I would suggest is practice a very short exercise that um, that's the exercise that I give to my students all the time and they laugh at me at the very beginning, but I think it's very, very useful. So exercise number one for today, guys, go outside. Oh, don't go outside. I don't know, turn on the TV, listen to the radio, anything. Come to your friends, family, colleagues at work, and listen to L1 speakers. Listen to L1 speakers, and I will tell you why. When you listen to L1 speakers, you will realize that they do make mistakes. They sometimes use incorrect um, phrases. Sometimes they make grammar mistakes, pronunciation, sorry, mistakes. Their connected speech is not always as smooth as it should be. I can give you an example from my first language, L1, I'm Polish, and can tell you that, for example, I can listen to people and the majority of my native speakers or fellow speakers, whatever you call them, uh, mispronounces words that have Greek origin, like mathematics, physics, etc. But do they think about that? No, they don't. The same true for any other language. When you think about language, English language speakers and you go outside go to the pub, go for a walk, go to a restaurant, talk to your colleagues, you will notice that they do make mistakes. The difference is they do not care. And literally it's do not care because, oh, I'm L1, so whatever, I'm allowed. So here's my ticket. You're allowed. I allow you. You can make mistakes because mistakes are not only teachable moments, but mistakes will give you fluency. Once you start talking, sometimes you will make mistakes. I make mistakes because because I speak faster than I think, and sometimes I have to stop myself in the process, and that's absolutely fine. Second of all, black and white thinking can limit your career, and it's not only language thinking. Think about this: you want to be promoted, so you think, okay, I want to be promoted. I have learned another language, or I did so many projects, etc., or like I took some courses, but then you wait. And what happens? Will you get promoted? No. The same as with language. You can't wait for the perfect moment to come because truth be told, the moment will never come. And it will never come because it will never feel right. So that's your inner perfectionist speaking. It will be that imposter syndrome that, that I have been talking about, that nasty troll sitting on your arm telling you, no, you can't do it. What if you can? I will tell you, whenever you have a negative thought, Let's say that circles back to your language learning, language level, your ability, reframe it, reframe, I will never learn English into, oh, I am learning English now, I am making progress, for example, today I do this and tomorrow I do that, which takes us back to setting goals which is very important. And again, I know that I have been talking about it like a zillion times, however, I will repeat it. Motivation does not exist. So if you think you can get unstuck with your English or any other language only because you're motivated, you can literally just close the book, stop listening to my podcast or whatever you're doing and just say stop because it will never happen. Why? Motivation is something that will uh, keep you going for a while. So maybe a month, if you're lucky, maybe in 90 days. And that's it. You need to form habits. What I mean by habits, I mean strategize around your language learning. So of course we are not motivated every day. It's not like I get up every day and I'm super motivated because I wanna do this and that. No, sometimes it's that hard work, Those little steps, the tiny steps, tangible little steps, that will take you to to your bigger goal and this is something you have to do unfortunately you will not learn language for osmosis that's my favorite one i know that there is a group of students who literally if someone um, invented a method that would enable them to absorb the language seamlessly maybe in the sleep or while they're eating lunch or while they passively consume consuming i don't know netflix hbo whatever they would do it and i totally get it i would love to learn through osmosis as well but that doesn't work like that so that's why you need goals and with goals i mean you do not have to another fallacy that students fall into is that they think okay so i have to study but i have to study hard right because only hard work is something that. Is appreciated. So no, I don't have to study smart, I have to study hard. So let's say instead of studying for 15 minutes a day and then closing the book or putting away the worksheets, they study for an hour or two, they cram like crazy and then they're so tired they don't do it at all. So do not make that mistake. So what do I mean by goals? By goals, I mean they have to be smart, right? I have said it before. So by smart, I mean specific. You have to determine what you want. You can't just say, oh, I wanna learn English, and that's it, and "Mm, I'm like black and white, so if I don't um, reach that goal in a month, that means uh, it's bad, the whole idea was a flop, and it's never gonna happen. So by specific, I mean, what exactly? So, think about your mastery goals such as fluency and mechanical goals such as grammar. Pick two. Pick one mastery goal, one mechanical goal and then dissect it to those smaller pieces. So once you have two goals, that means they are specific, measurable. So, I'm a huge fan of can-do statements. I think that can-do statements uh, and common European framework of languages is such a wonderful thing. So, can-do statements are wonderful things, common European framework of languages is a wonderful thing. So what I mean by that is that you have to know where you're at and where you're going. So that means that it is measurable. So we know, for example, that I'm at the level B1 with reading because I can do this and I'm progressing towards B2 with reading because my goal is to do that. Achievable. That being said, uh, if I say I want to be C1 in French in a month, that's not possible because I'm not even a one. So again, the same applies to other languages or I want to read Plato in Latin, even though I haven't learned Latin in a long time. So probably it would take me more time. By the way, I highly recommend going back to Latin if you are thinking about academic English, because it's so helpful. And the majority of words in academia are based on Latin and Greek roots relevant by relevant i mean that it has to align your goal has to align with your overreaching goal let me give you an example for instance if you're preparing for ielts let's say academic, obviously you will practice academic writing right you will practice um reading and interpreting pie charts right you will focus on uh reading comprehension and contextual clues but maybe you will not focus so much on let me think of something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm not i can't think of anything specific at this particular moment so i i'll segue to the to to that one in a second time bound again you have to set the deadline oh by the way when it comes to irets academic let's say Maybe you will not be reading poetry in English, right? Because even though it's a great way of learning a language as well, this is not the target goal. Your target goal is to pass IELTS academic. So what can we do with polarised black and white thinking? So first of all, we have to reframe it. So we have to change the wording. Instead of saying always, let's say sometimes. Instead of saying never, say occasionally. Instead of saying impossible, say it's a possibility. Instead of saying ruined, you can say we need to work on it. Failure is a learning curve. Perfect, ditch that word, use good. Instead of should, use may. So, how can you deal with all that negativity and oversensitivity that is bugging neurodivergent and not only women with the all or nothing approach? Celebrate wins, whether big or small. Even if you have been speaking English for 15 seconds in front of a mirror, celebrate yourself because that is your first step. Set tangible goals, something we have been talking about already. Create habits. As I said, motivation does not exist. I mean, it exists, but it's, it's like a fleeting moment. It's only for a short period of time. It's like the beautiful butterfly you see early in spring. Say, oh, you saw. In mean, and the butterfly is gone. So you have to have more than your motivation. And then and only then you will get unstuck and you will break through your B2, B1 or C1. And start small. Please, please, please do not set goals like I'll be studying English for two hours every day. Uh, I will wa- watch, sorry, I will watch a movie, and then I will listen to the podcast, then I will open my book and I'll be doing grammar. Uh, until my eyes pop out and at the end I will do some listening. No, start small. Start with those small tiny steps, really. It will save you so much better. And most importantly, use evidence-based methods. If you listen to my previous podcast, you know that there is lots of fluff in the LT education. So using evidence-based methods will take you to that goal. And if you have experienced the thinking or maybe you're experiencing oversensitivity or both first of all you have to come to terms with the fact that we all do the difference is that some people let's say they not only experience it but they are also working on it so that's the difference and I know you can do it too if you have listened to my podcast thank you very much I really appreciate it and thank you for all the dms that you have sent me it makes my work worthwhile and it motivates me to create even more and provide you with more value so I wanted to inform you that the doors to my bespoke Breakthrough B2 program are open and they will close this Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Canada time. The program is packed with value. It will never be so cheap because it's the beta course. That's the first one. And most likely I will run only two or three editions of it and then it will be asynchronous. If you're thinking that you might be a good fit and you need to break through B2, you can book a discovery call with me. It doesn't cost a dime. Even if you choose not to buy my program, which is perfectly fine, I may be able to help. So have a lovely, lovely day and hope to talk to you soon. Bye.